Welcome to Everything But The Kitchen Dank, the podcast where we discuss all things pickleball with your hosts, Rob and Andy. Okay, uh, welcome back to Everything But The Kitchen Dink. Hello, everybody. Uh, we have a very special guest with us here today. We have, oh, are we doing a drum roll? <laughs> we have Karen Mitchell, who is Chair of Pickleball England. Welcome, Karen. Welcome. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's Very a pleasure welcome. to have you. Um, so let's get started with the questions. Yeah. Um, my first question to you is, how did you get into uh, pickleball? Uh, I was introduced by some neighbours. They played over in our village hall and they were passing my uh, doorstep looking very sporty, but they're in their 70s. So I said, why are you going looking so sporty? And then they said, pickleball. And I said, pickleball what? Um, they told me to come <laughs> yeah. and have a look, put a paddle in my hand and the rest is history. That was 2015. And in 2016, okay. um, after I'd introduced Chris to Pickleball, we went to our first tournament. And that is when I found out that the court I was playing on in Village Hall was not a full-size court. It was just a modified court. Oh, okay. So I didn't really play Pickleball until 2016. Right. Okay. And, and how, how did your rise to where you are now happen? Rise. Mm. <laughs> rise to the top of the tree. <laughs> I wouldn't say top of the tree. Well, how, really did, how did Pickleball England come about and how okay, did you get involved? Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, in 2019, I was sitting with some players um, at the Spanish Open. We were having coffee together and having a chat and all the rest of it. And uh, they felt that Pickleball was a little broken in uh, the UK. And so they wanted to um, encourage uh, me to start um, a new organization there were two organizations already and I didn't really want to add you know more petrol to the mix so uh -huh. um, I, I was talking to various people uh, Frank Arico who's my the co-founder of Pickleball England with me we found that um, we thought very much the same uh, about uh, what was needed and then we spoke to the two organizations that were in place um, and they wished us luck and they they closed down um, and Pickleball Scotland started around the same time. So um, that, that's a very potted history of, of how it came about. We actually went live with Pickleball England um, in January of 2019. Um, okay. And uh, as at... Uh, uh, a few days ago, I think we've got something like 4,790 members, something like that. Is it I wish fair... I put that number together for myself, actually. So, okay. uh... it, is it fair to say that it's grown a lot faster or would you have hoped for more growth? What are your feelings on, on, on how it's grown over that time? Oh, we're really, really pleased with the growth. Um, if COVID hadn't come along, I think we would have uh, been further in our growth because unlike for the States, um, you know, most people were playing indoors um, and yeah. or there was no play happening. So no one was being introduced to the game unless by chance there were a few outdoor uh, courts. Um, so I think that probably we would be on track for our, our goal. We set ourselves an audacious goal in January of 2020 of 25,000 members by 2025 and of course that was January and then everything closed down yeah. in March right so yeah um, uh, but we you know we're really not far behind where we planned to be um, so I think that 25,000 by the end of 25 
early 26 is definitely viable. And if you added Pickleball yeah. Scotland into the numbers, then definitely we'd be exceeding 25,000 in the yeah. UK, right? Do, do you think there will be a, a Pickleball UK eventually? Um, I work very closely with um, Pickleball Scotland and we've discussed it a number of times. Um, and, you know, there's definitely cooperation between us. And we recognise that, you know, for Wales and Northern Ireland to be incorporated, there needs to be one. Um, but at the moment, you know, we really need to focus on being successful with uh, what we're doing um, because there's only so many hours in the day for volunteers. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin as it is for a volunteer i work more than hours than i did when i was working so that gives yeah, you an idea yeah, right sure. so yeah, sure. yeah um so so that that's what i was going to ask is it pretty much a full-time job for you now it is on a volunteer basis so you know um none of us earn any money um we all do it for the love of the game um, and I think I work hard, but actually Frank, who is behind the scenes on a lot of things, I think he works even harder than I do. Um, he's a magician behind it all. I'm the front person. Um, uh, and then there's all the regional directors that are really working hard to grow the game in their regions. You know that you've got um, Elaine Shawcross in your yeah, region. Yeah, she's been amazing. is indomitable, right? She's, yeah. She's yeah, just brilliant. Yeah. yeah. What would you say... Um, are the biggest challenges for you and pickleball moving forward? Um, so one of the things that the board recognised, um, I think it was probably the late at the end of last year, is that it can't all be done um, with volunteers. Uh, there are an awful lot of administrative stuff that I do, which is why my hours are crazy. And yeah. so we've agreed that we're going to hire an administrative um, assistant or administrator uh, okay. for Pickleball England and that role has just literally been posted actually so oh, right. okay. our first employee um, in order Amazing. to get to that point you've got to have lots of things in place you know the ability to pay people yeah, yeah, you know, all yeah. those things yeah. the legal stuff that has to be taken into consideration health and safety and all the rest of it uh -huh. so that decision was made at the end of last year we've been putting all the pieces in place so that we could now do this hire and there's a second uh, job that we also approved which is an events manager um, somebody okay. to uh, work full-time on events and we'll post that one um you know in due course we want to get the first person in and then um once once my workload is reduced because i've got someone in place yeah. then can focus on getting somebody else in so you know things are moving in the right direction um i think the biggest challenge that we face though is really venues places uh -huh. to play because yeah, yeah. um we've been very successful in getting a lot of uh, PR out there on, uh, you know, press, radio, um, uh, online, you know, things like that, which actually drives demand. All the clubs say that, you know, they see a spike after these things happen. Well, clubs are now reporting that they're full. They've put on extra sessions. They don't have the capacity, which means that, you know, something has got to change in order to yeah. get that capacity. So we're trying to work with leisure companies and things like that to encourage them to to consider pickleball on their calendars. Um, but it's it's slow, um, monotonous work, actually. Do you, do you think we can get the likes of David Lloyd clubs and to, to start putting pickleball clubs in? You know, are, are there things happening that you can say behind the scenes that, you know, big developments that might happen in the next 12 months? 
So David Lloyd have already introduced uh, pickleball um, where they've got badminton courts. They've that, that's that's um, uh, already happening. I think there's at least forty uh, David Lloyds that have actually introduced the game, um, and there are a few that have put it in where they've got tennis courts as well. Which um, I'm not sure that um, is really what David Lloyds wanted. They wanted just it to be where the uh, badminton courts are. But if it's successful enough, maybe they'll consider putting pickable courts in right but, uh, yeah my question was going to be how far off do you think we are to actually having a dedicated place to play pickleball indoors instead of having to take badminton courts um to actually go and play on a yeah and also it, it, i use david Lloyd as, as an example yeah but i guess you would have to be a member and it's expensive and you know, yeah. you know, if you like us and we don't use the gym or anything like that, then it might not pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so let's do your your questions in order. Yeah. Um, do I think that um, leisure centres are going to have dedicated pickleball courts? I think that's unlikely yeah. um, until we get to a real tipping point, which would be far north of the 25,000, right? Uh -huh. We're probably talking, you know, 500,000 required yeah. in order to start yeah. seeing that happen. However, I think we will start seeing more outdoor pickleball courts. They're already okay. sprouting up. Um, you know that there's some, some in uh, rugby, which um, Sam Basford organised. There's some in Hertfordshire that the Hoddesdon um, Tennis Club put in. There's some um, at Imbercourt in London. And, and they're just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. There yeah. are of them so I think we'll still start to see more of that particularly because if you've got a bit of spare space and it's not big enough for a tennis court you could still get two or three pickleball courts on it right so uh -huh. I think we'll see more of that happening um, I think we also might see some of the things that have been happening in the states coming over here like your chicken and pickle um, I remember amazing, yeah. episodes you were talking about being yeah. pickle you know yeah could see things like that happening and I know that there are a number of people who have been looking at that because I've had conversations with them okay give them information to help encourage them that would know. be amazing um, yeah that's, that's know, really so, positive yeah, yeah so things like that are always um being discussed obviously it's a massive expense to to, to have something yeah like I mean that. obviously I mean it's something that's constantly on our minds I mean obviously for me it would be tofu and pickle but that's another story. He's a vegan. Tofu <laughs> <laughs> and pickle. But, yeah. Has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we've you know, we ne we don't have the capacity to do it, but we constantly drive past the building and say, Oh, oh you know, yeah. that's three thousand square foot and you know, six pound a go, you know, it, it would never pay for us. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to hear that there are people interested in, in doing that. Yeah. Um, and I've had a number of players that have looked at that right. uh, and asked lots of questions, um, but okay. they haven't um, put a down payment to do it either because no, there's right. risk associated with it. Still. Yeah. yeah. And I but think, yeah. over time, that risk will start to diminish. And over time, business models will start to pop up whereby there's a way to, you know, bridge any gap of any, you know, shortfall with just the pickable play, you know, uh, be it, you know, with um, catering or um, paddle sales or, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, when you talk about the, the courts that are being built in rugby and other places, 
Are they conversions generally from tennis? Yeah, court? those those ones have been, but Imber Court was not conversion. Um, that was um, they um, uh, were redoing tennis courts and they were putting paddle courts in, and there was a strip of land that was big enough to have two. Uh, pickable courts all you know fenced in and everything um so they put those in and in fact they're that successful that they're talking about doing some more pickable courts so and that's what we need is for people to have success with a couple of courts yeah. and realize that actually they could book them many times over if they had more right yeah because they're building these padel sensors uh, there's one near us in wilmslow yeah, not far away apparently there's one old opening in Oldham yeah so there's they're getting the sort of the land and, and the space to build these courts. well I think also you know you mentioned how you came by pickleball because uh, there were some people in the 70s but you know Robert was saying we, we desperately need to get young people in and I know there's been some junior tournaments but you know can, can we bridge that gap and 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 get the young people in are you seeing oh uh, you know what um i think that the english open is going to blow your mind the um age shift is really? started it really has um yeah, right. whilst we have got a lot of players that are over 50 we've really got a lot of players that are under 50 as well we've got a new bracket of 35 yeah i noticed plus, that that's yeah, brilliant and an 18 yeah. plus um and uh, honestly the number of young people that are going to be at that tournament i think will shock everyone um and it's very exciting um yeah. and i'm really looking forward to it i mean you, you were saying to me um before that uh, it's a record number of uh, people for the Open. Um, yeah. Have you had to close that or is it still open? Um, it is still open, but there are events that are full. We have actually got 880 registrations. Wow, amazing. I know. Unbelievable. It's wasn't it? And uh, the biggest um, bracket is the uh, 3.050 plus. Oh, really? Yeah. They've okay. got 77 entries there. Wow, wow. I believe we've got up to 80 in, in that particular one. So that so. shows maybe a lot of new people coming into the sport as well. Yeah, uh, it does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and in fact, actually, the, all the 3-0 brackets are really quite big. So you're right. The, the, the new players coming in, they're all going to be doing their first tournament. And remember your first tournament? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Year? Yeah, he's got his shorts <laughs> and his trainers. <laughs> 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 yeah, we've come a long way since then. <laughs> I do believe that was called the English Open, not the British Open, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to put that down to my age. <laughs> now I'm very excited to play again. I can't wait. I mean, these tournaments that you put on are absolutely incredible. Yeah, and and we we don't know what's involved, but I can only imagine it. it you must. Well, in some ways, you must hate it. And it must be such a, a, a sigh of relief once it's over. I mean, obviously, you don't hate it, but it must be so stressful. You also must be proud of what you've achieved with that as well. Yeah, I mean, the first two years, uh, the English Open was done in conjunction with um, Sam Basford, who I'm, I'm sure you've, you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Our West Midlands regional director and, you know, a young phenomenon in my mind. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we did really, really well. Um, the first year, I think it was 305 uh, registrations, which was huge. I mean, we didn't expect that. The second one um, was 492. So, you know, we're virtually doubling that again. So, yeah. um, and you know what? We thought that Telford was going to be big enough for us when we 
booked two halls. We're now going to yeah. be using all three halls, and it's not wow. going to be big wow. enough for us. Really? So we're we're actually um, looking at uh, different ways of managing the tournament in order to get all of these people uh, in there. And it, it probably it, it won't make any difference to your players because you know that you get your um, playing yeah. schedule at the beginning, and you know when you're going to be coming in, right? So if we said to you, you get there for nine o'clock or two o'clock you know you'll then be in and done within the number of hours you won't have to be there 12 hours of the yeah, day. Right. it looks like we will have to be there 12 hours a day wow. just to get through all of the games you know so um so do you think yeah. there's scope for having more tournaments i know that's my and andy's biggest thing we love the tournaments we love the whole atmosphere yeah i think do you think there's an immense pressure because there's only two tournaments a year of that form well there's only two that we put on but pickable scotland do um uh, a True, tournament yeah. as yeah. well they yeah. did the scottish yeah. open uh, last year i think they do it every other year um and then other people put on regional things um and and i think that probably our our um regional directors may start to look at putting on their own tournaments okay. which could be classed as regional tournaments but there's nothing yeah. to anyone coming from another region to join you know yeah yeah um what we're focusing on right now is trying to um uh make the southeast uh pickleball league a success which is an inter-club um event that happens once a month um and there's um uh divisions so there right. are a total of um eight divisions i think it is and um uh, clubs are vying to sort of like win that league. Is that um, having like two men and two ladies playing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a team at any one time. You can have more people than that in the team. Yes. You play for each um, match, um, two ladies and two men. Um, there was a, a pilot last year that has evolved and it's now uh, more of a full-blown um, league this year okay. um, and uh, what we're trying to do is talk with the regional directors about getting it in for each of the regions Yes, because uh, we think that this format works and we think it will be very popular. Yeah. We, we like the format, we, it, it's yeah. the same as Cambridge we struggle because and, and I don't know if it's a north and south thing but we struggle because we struggle with court availability we don't seem to be able to find enough women in the area for some, I, I don't know why in our area so that sort of almost ruled us out of that style of tournament um but it's it's almost like I, I don't know if you know just going back to my school history you know when uh back in the day when they used to have the paupers in the north <laughs> and they had uh, the royals in the south and and the paupers always got forgotten about and, not game of thrones know, and it's like yeah well, i feel like we're the bastards in, in the north uh you know game of thrones and and i know it's things happen down the south and then it spreads out but you know not that we're forgotten it's just that i do see a lot happening on facebook being advertised and it always seems to be uh far away from us and you know if we try and get people they say oh i don't want to go that far and you know a lot of people at our club are, are not retired and i think we're you know is it what i'm asking is it is it a northern thing or do we just have to be patient and it'll you know, i think you've just got to be patient it's definitely not a north side south divide it really is not yeah. um you know uh the um number of uh members um is shifting originally um uh the it was it was probably 60 percent in the southeast 
but that shouldn't be a surprise because Frank and I both hailed from the southeast, right? So you start to talk to the clubs that are near you to yeah. get members, right? Yeah. And then we were joined by the regional directors and they started to get members in. And now that membership has stretched out. Um, the biggest uh, growth is actually northwest and northeast. Um, so you'll see that at the next um, uh, AGM just to, to demonstrate that. And in fact, I think the last one, it showed that there was huge growth in both those areas. So it is definitely just a, a case of timing. With regards to competitions, you can only really put them on if there's enough demand. And right. at this moment in time, um, there isn't really, I, I know you guys are demanding it, but there's yeah. not a lot of you guys, you know, that are demanding yeah. it. So um, what's happened is that there's now doubles league. And in fact, actually in the Northwest, the biggest demand is on the doubles league you know elaine's doubled that up already yeah um, so that there's um eight groups every month right yeah. and yeah. the northeast started their doubles league last year they didn't have it before then so it's just an evolution um and i am sure i know that elaine's put on a couple of um fun tournaments i am sure more tournaments will come about um okay, okay. just just be patient and and okay. the other thing that you could do if you wanted yeah. to you could put one on yourself. Well, that, that's we absolutely discussed. Yeah, we did, we did discuss, and, yeah. and, and I'm sure you, you would help us and anybody listening out there if, if they're thinking about doing a tournament. I'm sure you know there's plenty of people to help, and exactly. you know that that's something that you know we talked about maybe starting very small and yeah, like anything, it it can grow. Um, well, actually, I, brings me on to another point um, with uh, DUPR um, and getting them involved in sort of grading for tournaments. Um, how have you found them? Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on DUPR or DUPA? Okay, so um, I believe that there's great potential with DUPA, yeah. right? Um, and as you know, they came along to the English Open and they were brilliant people. They were interacting with the players. They got people signed up. Yeah. Um, our results uh, were sent over, but then there was a problem with it. Don't yeah. think that they have um, stopped trying to sort that out. They, right. I had a call with them on Thursday um, and they are still trying to resolve it. There are only 68 entries now left to resolve apparently so they are getting through them oh, as you know there were yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were 492 people there so the fact that we're down to 68 left okay is not a bad thing right yeah um, they are committed to getting that resolved very quickly so that we can then send our doubles league results to dupa Right. Them so that when we go to uh schedule all the matches we can seed the players that are on okay. Twitter, so that we don't put all the top seeds in the same bracket, you know, right. when, for the round robin, etc. So I really see a place for Dupa um, in helping to run uh, the tournament. Have they had teething problems? Yes, I think that they probably tried to roll out internationally quicker than they had the resources for, right? But I really believe that they can make this work um, and we're going to give them another chance to do that. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, we've, you know, encouraging. We, yeah. we have been critical, but you know, we, we don't know what goes on in the background and, and you, you've cleared that up and, you know, I suppose any system is open to people abusing it and, um, you well, know, you get, you get sandbagging, don't you, in these competitions as well. I mean, that's another problem. Uh, obviously, 
not just in pickleball, but in all sports. Um, and I guess, how would you, how would you get around that? I mean, if someone isn't on Duper, for example, um, and they haven't, you can't really check that for their ability. You know, how do you get around that problem? So um, this year we've got the names of all the players um, yeah. on our system. So you probably have had a look to see who's registered. Yes. Or the rest of yeah. it, what they're in, yeah, Every right? day. Right. Yeah. Well, believe you me, believe you me, if you saw somebody there that you think they're sandbagging, I'm sure you would tell me, right? Yes. And a yeah. lot of people do tell me. So right. that's okay. one way that we... Okay. Right? okay. The other way we do, we do it is that we do take a look to see if um, there's anyone... Let's say there's... Let's say Robert and Andy... What was it you won? Was it the 3.0 or the 3.5? Yes. The 3.0. 3. Yeah. So you won the 3.0 last year. Open age. Open age. Okay. So, well, well done. Well done. Thank you. So <laughs> we would look at your entry this year. And if you were in the 3.0 open age this yeah. year... I would say, come on, guys, you got gold last year. You need yeah. to be 3.5, yeah. right? So that's another way we do it. Okay. And then finally, we look at the doubles league results. Uh, well, actually, not finally, because they've got Duper. But then we'd have a look at the doubles league results just to make sure that, you know, there's no one in there that is top of those um, tables but are, you know, in 3.0 or 3.5, right? Okay. So, And then finally, we've got yeah. Duper. Okay. If, you know, if so there are ways. So anyone yeah. that's thinking about sandbagging out there, forget it. We're on to you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I can't say, will we get 100% perfect? No, it's impossible. No, no. And, and people will always try and abuse it. And, you know, I'm just a bit nervous now. There's so many in our category. <laughs> we're, we're in the 3.5 category. Yeah, I know. But how many people are in the 3.5? Uh, 3.5 open, is it? Or? No, 50 no, plus, 50 plus yeah. yeah. Oh. I've made it a lot. <laughs> oh, actually, I haven't written that one down. Okay, it doesn't in matter. Mix, in the mixed doubles, yes, uh, one of our biggest categories, three point five fifty plus. There wow. are seven registered for You're that. In that one, aren't wow, you? yeah, I'm yeah. in that one. First time mixed doubles. So. Right, right. Yeah. Now, to your point earlier about not enough ladies, I agree yes. with you. Um, interestingly, our registration there's not a big disparity. Okay. But um we we don't have enough ladies for the mixed doubles oftentimes now right um i think you've got to woo the ladies myself yeah well we well you're good we can only do so much (laughs) (laughs) i mean woo romantically when you're playing with a lady that your your game works well with you know encourage them um and you know ask them if they've got a partner tell them they're a great player well i'm very lucky because i have a pickleball you've got tracy i've got tracy Tracy. at the moment i'm engaged yeah, so, you're not quite there yet, yeah, are you? Yeah, I'm engaged. So um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, it won't be one of those uh, shotgun weddings that's over in five minutes. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, just, just going back to um, the growth, I noticed something this week that Sport Wales got a rejection of funds. I, I assume you know about that. It was on um, Facebook. No, it wasn't, didn't Sport, see... it wasn't Sport Wales got rejected. rejected. A club. Um, tried to get some funding and they were uh, rejected by oh, Sport Wales. Right, okay. Right. So the reason for that is that Pickleball isn't currently a list of um, approved sports um, in any of the home countries, right? So um, what that means is that um, that the sport has um, demonstrated they're different from any other sport and that they've got a national governing body um, that has been approved by 
um, any of the home countries. Now, um, England is probably uh, the furthest ahead. We got um, pre-approval um, stage, um, okay. but that's no guarantee of approval. So we got the pre-approval stage. So we did a, an application um, and they think that it's, it's um, uh, different from any other sports. So they've allowed us to go to the full application stage, which we've submitted. And now we're waiting to hear back. When one of the home countries has been approved, that then um, will open things up for the other um, countries as well. However, I would say that um, I know that a couple of clubs have got funding from Sport England oh, or right. other places, even though pickleball is not approved. So I think it depends on what the funding is and how it's allocated. So, you know, I know that Hertfordshire have been uh, lucky to get some funding for different programmes. Um, I know that um, uh, somebody in Shropshire, we helped to get um, some funding for a programme they were putting together. So, you know, I know that there have, has been pockets of funding, but yeah. it's not yeah. as easy to get it until right. the sport is a recognised sport. Okay. And when, when you say funding, is it for nets and paddles or is it for you know could we try and get funding to build a court or um or convert i don't think that um uh, that that would be on the table um right now until it's a recognized sport at the moment the funding um that has been allocated there's a couple of ways what um one um uh, was trying to get women in sport um, and developing um, uh, sessions for women only. Um, and so, you know, that might help your problem, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Another one um, was um, to um, do some development work to get people who can train other people to play pickleball. Okay. So the funding was really to get a tutors in to do some pickleball leader certification. Um, and I think that there may have been some funding for nets and things like that to then start up new clubs so it's okay. different pockets of funding and um you know it tenacity is really the the key word for getting funding like that i think at the moment okay. until it's a recognized sport so what what would it cost to build like my wife said that if i can put one in the back garden <laughs> you got did she really say that did she, she really did my garden she knows the garden's not big enough and it's not <laughs> level, so she knows i'm <laughs> never going to do it but, but let's say let's say it was big enough and it was flat what would it cost to Okay, so um, I've actually got a court in our garden. Oh wow! Um, a, a proper Amazing. pickleball court. It's, oh, it fantastic. is. It is gorgeous. It really is. Um, the court itself cost about twenty-two thousand pounds to put in, but we had to get rid of a whole load of soil and yeah. trees and things like that. So I think you could add another ten for that. So that you About know, pretty grand money. Yeah. Um, but mm. I think that we can you know say that we are officially pickable addicts um <laughs> therefore it was an investment that was worthwhile for oh, us oh yeah 100 <laughs> i mean i mean rock your house value yeah like, it, i know okay. some might argue it devalues it <laughs> <laughs> luckily we our neighbors are not too close so they don't have a, a problem they don't hear the noise the right noise, no. you're lucky we're not your neighbors is it actually a covered <laughs> is it a covered court or is oh it... robert <laughs> <laughs> no it's not sadly it's okay. an asphalt court because you need it to be able to drain because we have so much rain in this country yeah, yeah. so it's an asphalt court it right. is color it is colored it's uh 
It's got light blue oh, amazing. Um, kitchen. It's got dark. I'm salivating. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got green around the side of it. Oh, so it's, it's wow. lovely. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, oh, definitely. God, definitely. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think... Uh, Thank yeah, you. Thank I you just, so much for yeah, coming on. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We've really been looking forward to this, and thank you so much. And hopefully we'll have you on again in the future with updates and everything. Yeah, that'll be lovely. You're, you're welcome. But can I actually just um, you can. Thank, uh, say a couple of things? Yes, Otto. please do. Um, I I have been listening um, erratically to your podcast. I don't, okay. you know, I'm, I'm too behind, I think, at the moment. But there That's are a couple right. of things that you said recently that I made note of because I knew I was coming on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were asking why, why singles, why singles is always at the beginning of a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so I wanted to answer that question. Okay. Um, the reason is that um, singles are generally on a Friday, which is a work day for a lot of people. Right. Uh, and um, a lot of people travel in on a Friday to get to a tournament. And, you know, not as many people play singles. Um, and so we can put singles on, uh, on for the diehards. Whereas if we put, say, the gender doubles on a Friday, we might not get as many people coming along. Um, and, uh, you know, if you had singles on the Sunday... Yeah, you so I'm saying so from a cost efficiency and a sort of like you know um bearing in mind other people's work days and all the rest of it that that's that's why um, yeah uh, that is okay. the other one was um Robert asked about um adding tape uh, or having separate paddles for um singles and doubles just want to let you know that a lot of people do do that my chris has got lead tape on one of his paddles that he uses for singles only ah, so I it see. is a thing um okay and, is that cuz it gives him more power Yes, it gives it a bit more weight and it is yeah. that um, the power for singles. Doesn't right. need it for doubles, okay. which is more finesse and touch. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've just realised that I missed something I wanted to ask. Um, obviously, we we all watch the growth in America, and it's amazing. Uh, it's on national TV channels. And um, is there any connection between pickleball England and maybe? some indirect or direct between some of the professionals there it, do they have any role can they play any role is there any thought for them to play any role are they even interested in in maybe growing it in this country or or around europe is is that some because to that would give be a massive impact uh for us a massive boost if we can get some of the usa professionals involved well we did have a few professionals come over last year to the english open and we're going to have some more this right year. okay um, different names as well. There's a couple of faces that you'll recognise, but different okay, names. Um, and in actual fact, uh, we're working with um, the APP, which is one of the tours, and yeah. they're bringing virtually all uh, 12, I think, of their next gen uh, pro players. Oh, so okay. you'll get to see them play over here before they've really broken out. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, yeah. So um, yeah. And, and the reason they're bringing them over here is to give them. Um, you know, firstly to, to, for the players to get to know them, right? Uh, but also to, to give them a competition with the best of the European players and see how they, they, they do, and for our European players to, to see how they do against them as well. Um, we are in contact with lots of different people um, and, um, you know, we, we will continue to leverage relationships um, uh, as and when we need to. But I don't actually think that they would necessarily help grow pickleball. I think actually our homegrown top players could do okay. more to help us grow pickleball, to be seen, you know, yeah. 
um, uh, you know, more frequently um, and uh, to encourage the players to help coach them, th those sort of things. Um, I, I think that it's it's probably developing our homegrown uh, players more that would, would help us. Uh, that's my perspective anyway. Okay. No, that's great. That's great to hear. And it's great to to know that we can meet some of those coming over as well. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Uh, and, and on behalf of Bolton, and I'm sure everybody out there, thanks so much for your hard work. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we appreciate have, everything we have you have do. It without you. No, we appreciate you. And everyone else with you. Thank you. Thank and all you. the volunteers. Are we well, yes, referee? because there's all the county representatives, all the club leaders. Yeah. Yes, know, everyone. It wouldn't happen yeah. without everyone. Yeah. Just yeah. one last question. Are we going to have referees at all at the uh, competition? So we've got a few referees coming over from the US and oh, wow. we're trying at this moment in time to find a way to train some people over here so that we can have more referees than ever before. Amazing. I think what we're going to do at minimum is for the round robins, get players to do the foot faulting themselves right. um, yeah. because uh, I think that's important. Uh, but for the yeah. later stages, you know, for the semifinals onwards, I'm really hoping that we'll have referees for them. Okay, Fantastic. I mean, if you use volunteers, I, I'm, you know, I'd be happy to. Yeah, me to, too. You know, stand and even, even if it's just watching the kitchen line, yeah, or, yeah. or out. You know, I'm, I'm happy to do that in between games. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you both. Uh, and you, yeah, and you, you. Too. thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you very shortly. Yes, yeah. and if you're, you're ever north. down south, you're more yeah. than welcome to come and have a play on our court. Okay, oh. we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a festival, actually, in... Um, oh, are you? Right, right, right. the court's free. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a set of keys put then. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, All Karen. Right, thanks, Karen. Thank Good to see Take you. Care. See you soon. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.